Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Luke 14. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. There in front of him was a man suffering from a normal swelling of his body. Jesus asked the Pharisees and experts in the law, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him on his way. Then he asked them, If one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on a Sabbath day, won't you immediately pull it out? And they had nothing to say. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honour at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honour, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, Give this person your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, Friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honoured in the presence of all the other guests. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or dinner, don't invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbours. If you do, they may invite you back and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you'll be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. When one of those at the table with him heard this, he said to Jesus, Blessed is the one who will eat at the feast in the kingdom of God. Jesus replied, A certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who had been invited, Come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said, I've just bought a field and I must go and see it. Please excuse me. Another said, I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out. Please excuse me. Still another said, I just got married, so I can't come. The servant came back and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and alleys of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there's still room. Then the master told his servant, Go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. Large crowds were travelling with Jesus and turning to them he said, If anyone comes to me and doesn't hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, This person began to build and wasn't able to finish. 
Or suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It's thrown out. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. I wouldn't want Dr. Luke as my GP. It seems that everything he says is so harsh. You need to choose the lowliest seats. You need to invite people to dinner who can't pay you back. You have to carry your cross and hate your wife and children. It is impossible for a rich man to inherit eternal life. Matthew and Mark record these sayings in gentler formats. Why did Dr. Luke opt for such an abrasive bedside manner? Well, Luke, with his straight talking, shows that the very things that have wreaked destruction on the early church are the things that Jesus had warned against all along. If only Ananias and Sapphira had counted the cost of the narrow door before the catastrophe of clinging to cash. If only the Judaizers in Galatia had mulled over Jesus' parable of the kingdom banquet before they arrogantly annulled the validity of grace gifted to Gentiles. Luke is like an elderly GP who has seen it all before, has heard every trick in the book and who can't be fooled by any of our clever explanations. Luke knows that sin so often sneaks through our defences and subtly convinces us some other thing must have caused the loss of our salty flavour. No, it will be pride. No, it will be an old view of yourself. No, it will be you trying to get approval from the wrong people in the wrong way. And in this sense, Luke is a brilliant doctor because the prescription he is giving is direct from our maker himself. All through his ministry, Jesus asked people to really hear him. All through his ministry, Jesus warned people about the yeast of the Pharisees and of the evil that comes from within. Jesus urged people to trust him when he pointed the finger at the real source of their sorrows. He urged them to relentlessly put into practice every remedy that he prescribed. Jesus knew it wouldn't be easy. That's why he called it carrying our cross. But he also knew the result of it would be delightful, like building a tower, like winning a war, or like feasting on a great banquet that will never run dry. If you want easy words, then look elsewhere. But if you want the words of life, Luke's gospel will do you well. Question for reflection. Are there any places other than God that you gain your approval? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.